you struggled with self-confidence? Being over 50, I've had countless moments of self-doubt from questioning my career choices to going through a divorce and trying to navigate the dating world as a single mom. Sometimes it feels like the doubts just keep piling up, but I know I'm not alone in this struggle. I am your host, Kelly Buckley, and I'm thrilled to be sharing the Beautifully Confident show where we'll explore ways to grow our confidence inside and out. We'll hear from experts who have been through it all and learn practical tips for embracing our strengths and feeling more self-assured. I'm excited to embark on this journey of self-discovery and growth, and I hope you'll join me in overcoming our doubts and fears and become beautifully confident together. Are you tired of draining your ad spend budget and still not landing in front of your ideal clients? Did you know the amount of podcasts have more than tripled in the past three years? And podcast advertising is helping more people get in front of their ideal customers. Visit my website, beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com to schedule a quick chat with me to see if your business qualifies to advertise on our show. Hi, and welcome to the Beautifully Confident Show. I'm your host, Kelly Buckley, and I am thrilled to have you here on the Beautifully Confident Show, where we share the powerful connection between beauty and confidence, and we hear from incredible experts who have overcome challenges and risen to become the beautifully confident women they are today. We know that confidence isn't always easy and that life can throw us curveballs that shake our sense of self. But by sharing our stories and the steps we took to elevate ourselves, We hope to inspire and empower our listeners to embrace their own unique beauty and cultivate unshakable confidence. So sit back, relax, and get ready to feel beautifully confident. And I am so excited to have my new friend and guest, Patricia Noldrain, on here today. Welcome, Patricia. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. Hey, I listened to all your podcasts. You do such a wonderful job. So I'm thrilled to be on your podcast. Thank you. And I, uh, after we talked off camera, um, I just, I feel like your message is so important to all of the female entrepreneurs out there. Um, because we, we talked about so many things, but it, it's, you're the epitome of, of making those turns when necessary. So I'm so excited for our listeners to hear your story. Uh, so let me tell you a little bit about Patricia. Patricia Noldrain is the author of 14, 14 books to date, podcast podcast host of When Passion Meets Profit, and creator of her new course, Female Entrepreneurs Thriving, Not Retiring. Oh my gosh, I love that. And I just, I think it's so important because I think it's so important for younger female entrepreneurs to be hearing your message. Um, I feel like too often we're, we're not reaching up and, and out to hear what did you go through that maybe I don't have to go through. You can help me with that. So welcome and please tell us a little bit about your story and how you got to where you are now. Well, once again, Kelly, because of you and your brilliance, I heard on because I listen to every podcast. And so I'm finally listening to this thing where I see that you say, tell me about your background. And I thought, okay, I will be prepared. 
And as I, as I went back into it, and I, I really say to everybody out there, do this inventory, even if you're not on a podcast, do the inventory way back then and what took you to here, because it was really helpful. Because what I discovered is that I had one common denominator throughout my whole life. And that's why I've always been able to make an income, a great income, with what I already knew and doing what I love. And I, I just want to always share that. So anyway, I started at five and I was a teacher at five. Now, this is sad, but it's true. I would have all my, and, and I just met my first grade friend. And she said, do you remember how you were teaching us about rocks? And I said, oh my God, I, I know I would gather them around me and teach about rocks. And I didn't know one thing about rocks, but I shared everything I didn't know with them. And of course, they, you know, they, they thought it was swell. But And she said, oh, it was like really awesome that we got to get in a circle. So there you go, you know. But now I get a degree in education, and now I'm teaching second graders. And I'm walking out of there. This is a big clue, everybody. I'm walking out of school. I just got a paycheck. And I'm thinking, got to be kidding. I get paid to do this, and they don't? Because I loved it. Just loved it. And that's a clue now. What is my common denominator here? My common thread is I'm a teacher. And now now kind of fast forward and I'm raising my family. So I was home for, I think, 14 years. And when I went out to interview, believe me, people thought, where in the world have you been? But when I'd say I'm raising my family, people don't have that opportunity to really stay out that long. And so I'm, I'm really thrilled I was able to do that. But eventually, I owned an executive recruiting staffing firm in Phoenix. And what was I doing? I'm teaching again. Isn't that great? I'm teaching people how to interview. Now, here's the big mistake I made. I put myself, because I didn't want to compete with these people, I put myself in the, you know, the manager. And I'm not a manager. I'm a leader. I'm a creator. But I'm not a manager. So I was terrible at that job. And quite honestly, if I, I didn't know kind of what to do about that, and I did that on another podcast. It's a whole other story. But I finally wrote the book, Hire Me, Secrets of Job Interviewing, because I wanted to do something different than just being inside these four walls and babysitting what I thought were a bunch of recruiters. And once I sold that, I really noticed I had a pivot now. Now I have a chance to teach again. Now, not that I knew this at that time, because you're the one, Kelly, that really had me going back there and seeing this. But now I owned an event business. And in the event business, I had these really wonderful people on stage, usually 12 per event speaking. And some were celebrities, but all of them thought they were a celebrity. And so they acted like one and they treated me like they were one. And what I noticed about me when it was my turn to speak, I was never nervous or anything because I was a teacher and I'm teaching them something that I learned. I'm teaching five points or whatever it was. But these celebrities are, you know, wannabe celebrities, they were running up and down the hall. They were working out before they got on stage. They were on stage. One kid put his foot on a Rolls Royce. And I said, oh my gosh, I had no idea. You're only 22. When did you get a Rolls Royce? And he said, that's not mine. I just put my foot on there and it took a picture because I wanted it. And we'll see that's false advertising. Don't put that <laughs> on the PowerPoint. But as I, as I did that event business and sold that, that became another common thread. I've built and sold seven companies now. Then I became a business mentor, teaching people how to grow their business, a podcast host, teaching people like you're doing right now, Kelly, an author, teaching them through my books, 
and I create courses. So I'm teaching them through a course. And and that's, I just want to thank you because my common thread is teaching. And so I, you have to come back always to what it is you love, love, and would would say, I don't even want to be paid for this. Yeah. That's, yeah. Oh my gosh, such great advice, Patricia. And I feel like too many women don't take the time early on in life to sit and reflect. No, that's right. And hear, what am I here for? And it may show up in those different mm -hmm. places. You know, just because you you get the message, I'm here to teach, mm -hmm. doesn't mean school. It doesn't mean in the in the four walls. So mm -hmm. I love that you shared that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, so, Patricia, I always love to have our guests share, is there one point in your life that you felt like your confidence was shaken and you, you really had to look at it and say, this just isn't, this isn't where I belong and I need to elevate myself to move past it? Yeah, so there are many times for me <laughs> that I lost my confidence and I, I got shaken but I had to pick one. So I decided to choose the one that was the most recent, that was, really was the most shocking to me, to be honest. And it was when my husband and I celebrated our 50th, now I almost said reunion, our 50th marriage. What, what's the call? Anniversary. <laughs> Thank you so much. I couldn't yes. think of the, our reunion, for God's sake. Our anniversary it was our 50th. Now, this is the guy I met when I was 16. Fell in love, manly in love, married him at 21, lived happily ever after because I he's still out there, by the way. He's right there. <laughs> and I still love him and I still like him and we still have fun. And we say every single day, can you even believe this? But here's my story that I don't like to tell. In fact, I put it in my book. Um, we didn't tell anybody. Now, we had, of course, our family knows, all of our family. So they had a big party for us. But we didn't tell anybody. Like, you would never have known Kelly because I wouldn't have shared that with you. Now, the reason for that is I was hiding my age. I was keeping it a secret. I didn't know that Tom was doing the same thing. He was doing the same thing in his business. He's a land developer. Because we both had this really ridiculous thought that nobody would hire us if we're so old. And I think it's because of our society and our culture, you know, saying old people, they have to retire at 62 or whatever that age is anymore. And and I just didn't want to not be able to share the things I still have to share and do the things I still want to be doing. And so it was so surprising to both of us that we probably had more business after that than ever. And it's because people respect and honor, you know, your wisdom and, and your longevity in the marketplace. And they want to learn from you because we've been there and done it. And so teach that so that they don't have to go down that path. Just exactly what you were saying, Kelly. Yes. But but it's a, it's an embarrassment to me today that I wouldn't be proud of that and and tell it to the world. But I made sure my daughter didn't put it on Facebook because she she puts everything on there, and I just made sure that it didn't go out to to the public. I just didn't want it to. Now we're married fifty seven years, oh. and now now I'm going to tell the world because I have to lean into my age. How am I going to hide my age if I've been married fifty seven years? <laughs> I did not get married when I was nine. <laughs> oh not oh, wow oh my gosh that is to that's because that's definitely a society thing of putting oh, yes. that that label on this is time for you to retire when 
you know, we're, we're just getting healthier and yes. living longer. And, you know, why are those parts not changing though? You know, that we're still expected to retire then, but also that we're doing something that we're, that's the only thing we're looking forward to is retiring. So that's such a, an antiquated view too. No, it really is that I bought into it and so did he. And we, we did it unknowingly to each other and kept this secret. We just wanted to keep this secret. Now, that's the reason I'm writing this book. It's called, If You're Lucky Enough to Age, Embrace and Have a Purpose. And so I, I really, it's very cathartic for me as I'm writing it because I need to read this thing every day because I'm aging and I don't want to age negatively and I don't want to be embarrassed about my age. I, you know, it's all that stuff that's wrapped around it because especially women, you're always told never to tell your age. I have all kinds of friends that are speakers and coaches and none of them want their age to be known. But that's, oh, that's okay. Yeah. I, yeah. And it is okay. But yes, it's again, another society thing. You don't tell your age. And no. I think for a lot of us, we should just be proud of it because yeah. if we take care of ourselves and we do the the right self-care and, um, and do, you know, as much as we can, mm. most people look at us and say, you're how old, which mm. is great. <laughs> Well, nobody says that to me, but. <laughs> oh, I bet they do, Patricia. <laughs> I tell people I'm 90, so that way they never say. They always That's say. That's what I oh, say. <laughs> <laughs> so then they know that my skincare products are working. I say, oh, I'm 80. And they're like, really? <laughs> it's a good idea, though. Yes. Well, Patricia, we are going to take a short break and then I have a few questions for you um, and we're going to dive into to what your your book is and and how you're kind of the angle that you're coming at it so that you can talk about that a little bit so our listeners can grab that. So we will be right back. Are you fed up with feeling exhausted and drained? I was some years ago until I took action to reclaim my confidence. Are you ready to regain your self-assurance and dive into a fulfilling professional journey that you adore? It's time to embrace the perfect blend of self-care and effective time management. Book a strategy call with me on my Beautifully Confident podcast website, where we'll team up and design a seamless work-life action plan tailored just for you. Take a peek at my 12-week She Elevates Now program, where we delve into the depths and establish lasting habits that will transform your life. Let's partner up and make magic happen. And we are back. I am excited to hear about this book and can't wait to read it. So Patricia, tell us a little bit about the book and you told us a little bit about what inspired you, you to write it, but can you tell us a few elements about it? <laughs> yeah, I think probably my favorite chapter, I have tons of favorite chapters because as I'm writing, I really mean it. I am learning. Oh my gosh, it's okay to reframe what I thought was true before because what I thought was true is not true. You are not old and decrepit at 65 years old because when I was in my 60s, I thought, oh my gosh, this is great. I thought I was going to really not be good at this time. But then you get into your 70s and it truly is a different game. 
I've talked with many people that have turned 70 and, and at first they're saying, oh no, this is a piece of cake. And then they go, oh, I get it now. Because now you're really into that aging process and really noticing uh, that, you know, the first time I looked at my arm <laughs> and I saw that the skin was all wrinkled. I'm like, what the heck is, I couldn't even believe it. And that's the part that I can't help but share with people is you have to now learn how to reframe things. Isn't it great that I have an arm and that the arm works and, and nothing's wrong with that. I have no pains in this arm today. Reframing every single negative thing that you have thought about aging. And I, that's one of my favorites. And then another favorite is it's just a number. And so I, I, I always like to ask people, if you didn't know your age, you had no idea how old you were, how old would you be? And I'm 54. And I'm 54 because... I've been here for a while. I have the knowledge. I still have wisdom because I wouldn't want to be a 20-year-old. That just sounds awful. Yeah. So, you know, but I'll ask you, Kelly, if you didn't know how old you are, because I know you're having a birthday celebration because I listened to all your podcasts. <laughs> uh, and so how old would you be if you had no idea you were that age? 35. Yeah. Isn't that something? Most of us will guess 20 to 30 years difference because we don't... Well, I just still can't even believe that. And you, I'm, are you amazed that you got to this particular age in your life? I mean, are you kind of pinching yourself saying, but how could I be this age? Yeah, a little bit. Um, right. Because for some reason in my, in my brain when I was younger, I didn't think that I was going to grow to be an older age. I don't, yeah. I don't know mm -hmm. why. Right. Um, because I'm healthy and my, my family is pretty healthy. So there's no reason that I thought that it was just something sort of in the back of my mind. I know. Yeah. I mean, you just, you know, we all, there's two things we have to do. We have to die. And I'm sorry to tell us that because I don't want to either, but we have to live until we die. Yeah, and so cool. you want to make sure that that living process is really valuable to you and that you really love the life you're creating. And quite honestly, I wasn't aging well because I had a lot of those negative things because I started buying into them. You know, and then I see Jane Fonda at 86 being on the cover of People. See, she's going to change things for us. Now, she doesn't look like the majority of us, but she represents us. And then how about Melissa McCarthy? She was on People and she said, you know, I'm aging and I love aging. And then they interviewed 100 people from age 20 to 80. And they put these people on inside the, the magazine. Yeah, they're, this is helping us. Rena Moray, she's 91 years old. She's on TV every day. So it's it's making it now okay to age, and I and the more I lean into it and really say it myself because I want to I I want to represent the aged female entrepreneur that thriving not retiring because I do not want to retire. I want to thrive, however, and so I'm I'm finally creating a course this fall that is called just that because it is time for us to step into what it is we really want to be doing. And I noticed that some people that signed up and said, put me on the wait list, they're in their 50s. But see, everybody ages at a different time and everybody thinks about it at a different time. They're in their 50s. Some are in their 60s. Not, not one person's in their 70s. Uh, but I think sometimes, you know, you get to maybe 70 and you really do want to just sit down and relax. But I don't want to do that. I want to write more books and you know I want I just want to do that I, I'm a teacher I want to share any knowledge that I possibly have and the reason I can really talk about aging is because I'm living it 
I'm doing it, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I think also, it sounds also like you have created a life, though, that you can enjoy your life and still incorporate these things that you love to do. Yes. So yes. you can do some traveling and, and yes. you know, not be tied to that office. So I think that's the important thing is the redefining of yes. what can you do and still thrive in those retirement ages. I totally agree. Because if I have to work eight to five every single day, then why would I be doing this? I mean, I, I want to work when I want to work. I want to write when I want to write. And that's how I live. And I have for years. I mean, that's just because I believe in designing a lifestyle business. And before I designed a business around my lifestyle, I didn't get it. I thought I was doing it the way I was supposed to. So I'd work from eight to five and then I come home and I own the company. <laughs> I, I just didn't realize that now, oh, I get it now. You have to design your lifestyle around your business. Yes, that's what you do. Well, and especially because you believe so much, it's your, it's your passion, it's your purpose. Mm -hmm. So yes. it's not working to you. Mm -hmm. um, well, and, no. Yeah. And I, I think that's the important thing that, you know, we as professional women need to be looking at. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you're living on purpose? Um, do you feel like you have a meaningful life? And if you don't, then it's time to make you know, that, that shift and that change and look at your life and say, what can I create and what can I grab a hold of and, and start doing if, if this is not the space I should be living in. And the next part is, and if I don't love it, don't create it. I have a lot of people that have said to me over the years, well, I'm going to go into social media work or whatever it is, fill in the blank. But I thought you didn't like that. Well, I don't, but that's where the money is. No, no, don't chase the money. Chase the passion. And the money will follow that as long as you do all the things the way you're supposed to. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. Create it and then the money will follow. Follow mm -hmm. your passion. Oh, mm -hmm. Love it. Ah, oh my gosh. So I do have a question for you before we get to what what makes you, what being beautifully confident means to you. Um, because you did mention that you have been married for 57 years and I do think it is, it's important. The other thing I think is important for women is to hear from women who have been married a long time. So what are some tips that you have for keeping that, that marriage healthy and, and alive and, and still looking at him saying, I like you. Yeah. I, I feel, you know, one of the books I did was, it's called The Chosen Few, and I interviewed people that have been married 25 years plus. And the reason I did that is because you really are chosen. I feel I've been chosen to live 57 years with the same person still loving you. And so I want to share that. What? How did you do that? And what did you do? And, and, and there's not a secret. Everybody had a different thing in the book. They, they would say things like, um, we go, and I love this one, by the way. I, in fact, I think this would be really fun, but my husband would never do it. They go to a psychologist every single year and do a checkup on their marriage. Now, I might have been first by now if I did that. I don't know. But I said to her, that is such a wonderful idea. And she said, I just want to keep track of being happy. How happy were we this last year? Isn't that kind of a cool thing? That is. And then we had other 
other people say you have to have him as your very best friend. And somebody else said, if you don't have sex when you're 90, forget it. It's not going to happen. So don't, I mean, they just wanted to make sure you were intimate the whole time that you were involved in this marriage. So it, I really enjoyed doing that because when I say the chosen few, do you know there's only 5% of us that have had the privilege of having a 50-year marriage because of death? We defy death and we defy divorce. And so that's a big thing. I mean, that's a really small percentage of us that get to do that. Yeah. So I'm grateful for that. Aww. But notice I can't give you a secret because it's kind of what works for everybody. You know, yeah. it probably wouldn't work for me if Tom was traveling 365 days a year. Right? That probably wouldn't work. But for somebody else, that works. And the moment he comes home, that doesn't work anymore. So, and they have a happy marriage, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. I like that one that um, you just mentioned though, that they go to a psychologist yeah. because it just occurred to me because um, my daughter was mentioning she has her work evaluation. We do so many things to contribute to our work and career life mm -hmm. that we don't take into our personal life that would make so much sense. That's right. Well, I loved it too, but I said to her, but what if we go to the psychologist and what if Tom isn't happy and I am. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good. I don't like it. And so I'm not going there. Yes. I'm not <laughs> she, saying we all need to. <laughs> she said that uh, for her, there were many times that they weren't happy. And so they had to fix it. Why aren't you? I just think it's just so wonderful. That was my favorite thing in the book. I do. I think that's neat. Um, mm -hmm. I, it's actually something else I've been talking about with some other um, professional women is uh, so many women overlook the self-care piece and showing up as their best them, um, mm. you know, not doing their hair and makeup and, and dressing nice, um, but maybe they do it for their career and then take it all off when they come home. And it just makes me so sad when I hear it because they think, oh my gosh, is this person you chose to be with not worth your best? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Yeah. And Patricia, can you share where our listeners can find you? How can they start to find these 14 books and your upcoming book? Yeah, so I'm patriciadrain.com. And my email is patricia at patriciadrain.com. And I do have something free on there that I really love. I want you to download it. It's kind of a DIY thing for you. It's called Five, Five Easy Steps to Find Your Core Gifts and Talents. And I've had more people come to me and say, I had no idea. I, I had no idea that that really was a skill I had or a talent that I had because I thought it was just a natural thing that everybody had. No. And so it's really fun to to do that, and especially since they're easy to do. So and that's one of the free things. And the other free thing that all you have to do is email me, Patricia at PatriciaDrain.com. And I, for the whole summer, because I'm doing a whole summer solo series, uh, I would like to spend some time in my, I can see clearly now, and it's a, it's a session with me, not with my other coaches, with me. And it's, it's short, but that makes it very intense. And we get so much done. And at the end of it, you will have clarity around whatever you came in with that you didn't. And it's, it's been what, just my pleasure to do that. Now, because of your big audience, you know, I probably will only be able to service the first 10 to come in, but I, I still want to do that myself personally. And thank you, Kelly, for giving me that opportunity to do that with people. Absolutely. 
Um, and if you're driving and you didn't catch that, it is okay. It's in the show notes. So just be sure to check the show notes so that you can connect with Patricia. That's exciting. And my last question is, what does it mean to be beautifully confident to you, Patricia? Yeah, I love that question. And I, you know, really does take some thinking because when I think about confidence, I think it's an attitude. I think beauty is having an attitude, but it's to me, the person that can articulate well, it's the person that, uh, carries themselves well. They have good posture, you know, as they walk around. And when they enter a room, it, this is my favorite part of what I feel personally as confident, as the beautifully confident. When they enter a room, they don't think everybody is looking at them. They look around the room and they can't wait to meet all the people in the room. That's what I think is beautifully confident. And that a person also is a very approachable person. They don't have, you know, barriers up so that you can't get past that. You like that definition? I do. I absolutely love it. Um, and it, it actually makes me think of an event I was just at. And one of the biggest compliments I got was um, a man came over to me during the break and he said, I just love your energy. You have mm -hmm. such an energy about you. And I thought that was the biggest compliment I could hear. Oh, yes. Anybody could come over and say, oh, I love yes. your hair or whatever. And I thought... Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, what is it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that really is. That's such a, and, and you know, you can't bottle that. You can't share that. You can't make somebody else have that. You have it. It's called the, it's it. You have it. it. It's the it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Patricia, I thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom. And I appreciate you as my new friend. And I'm looking forward to growing our relationship and hearing hearing your wisdom and listening to your solo podcast this summer. Thank you. Thank you so much. Ah, well, that is all for today. I know. I, I'm sorry to hear it end too. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us as we explored the powerful connection between beauty and confidence. And remember, if you're feeling like your confidence has been shaken, it's never too late to rise up and step into your most beautifully confident self. Be sure to check out the show notes for more information on how you can connect with us and continue your journey towards self-love and empowerment. And until next time, stay beautifully confident. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Beautifully Confident Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review and share this with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you in your beauty and confidence journey, visit my website at beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com.